0: while the children of Israel camped before Mount Sinai. They tired of waiting for God. Too much time had passed, and Moses had failed to return. Waiting for a God who remains silent, while quarantine in the valley of the shadow of death causes fear and despair. Something needs to be done, anything. We are intimately familiar with the angel of death, which has passed by our doors, taking more than just the firstborn. So far 200,000 have died as most of us huddle in the safe bubble of our homes. And while no political leader can be held responsible when a global pandemic decides to strike, they are accountable when like Pharaoh, their hearts are hardened and they refuse to hear the voice of science placing their trust in their own arrogance. Because this arrogance also embraces ignorance rather than the truth of climate change, Mother Earth rebels over our failure to be stewards of creation as our lands to the west burn, while those to the southeast are bombarded with more hurricanes than we can even name. We find ourselves living in the space of Holy Saturday where death and destruction of Good Friday is ever present and the promise of a Sunday resurrection can yet to be seen. While those for whom society uh, was designed to privilege may be new to this liminal space, those with darker hues have built their homes in this space of misery and anxiety ever since the Canaanites with names like Osage, Cherokee, and Arapaho, were genocide so that God's chosen can find an abundant life in the promised land. Those who fall short of the ideal of whiteness have historically been relegated to live in the reality of Saturday. For many of us who sport accents, Esperando Esperanza, waiting for hope, Leads to a desperation to do something, anything. As our children are thrown into cages, as our women are sterilized, as our men are stereotyped by this nation's leader as rapists and bad hombres, it becomes tempting to build our own golden calf, to join those who have benefited from the sweat of our brow and the strength of our arm by bearing down to false idols of hope, a pious rhetoric divorced from praxis, a white middle-class privilege which tickles the conscience by ignoring the thousands who are dying to our right and the tens of thousands who are falling to our left. We remove the gold from our fingers and wrists so we can mold and form golden Eurocentric theologies before which we bow down and worship, ignoring the god of our ancestors. We recite the lifeless doctrines of others created to the image of whiteness where its mental acceptance substitutes for a way of life. Embracing inferiority caused by a whiteness which has plagued our colonized minds, we ignore the theological principles Forged from the margins, exchanging our people's wisdom for abstract theological rhetoric of those who relegate us to the underside of history. A lifeless, golden idol shines and is pleasing to the eye because it asks nothing from us except reciting empty platitudes. We are seen as holy when we reduce hope to religious jargon and unsustained optimism. We are taught to believe in hope rather than become hope for the hungry and thirsty, for the naked and undocumented, for the infirm and incarcerated. What is the hope we bring to the poor woman who had her water shut off because she has no means of paying her bill? after being furloughed and thus is unable to wash her hands, which keeps the virus at bay? What is the hope we bring to the senior man who is mobily challenged and thus is unable to go to the grocery store to stock up up on food? What is the hope we bring to those more likely to be infected and die, those who are disproportionately of color, What good is it for us, wrapped in the security of privilege, to say, go in peace, stay warm and well-fed while ignoring the physical needs? If faith without works is dead, then hope without praxis is an abomination. Hope abounds when it is rejected, when it is given away when it ceases to be some golden idol, when we are faithful in being Jesus among the least of these, rather than simply talking about him. Hope does not mean all things work for good according to God's purposes, for the hopeful are still led like lambs to the slaughter. Hope does not mean that I will be spared From the ravages of this virus, the ravages of ethnic discrimination, the ravages of white supremacy, death awaits us all. And while we cannot prove that heavenly streets paved with gold is the final reward for the faithful, such visions have been used by the unscrupulous to domesticate those stuck in Holy Saturday, traumatized by the violence of Friday and unsure that the sun will arise on Sunday. Rather than building Eurocentric idols of gold, theologies which provide simplistic and uncomplicated answers, let us embrace the contradictions of the human experience. That wealth is obtained through giving. That faith is strengthened through doubt. And that hope calms the soul when we embrace the hopelessness of the moment. Moses will one day come down from that mountain. This coronavirus will one day cease to haunt us. On that day, what will be the legacy of our faith? Did we manufacture hope by hoarding toilet paper? Do we arise early? and offer burnt offerings and sacrifices for our well-being? Do we demand our right as Americans not to wear masks and insist on sitting down in crowded restaurants to eat and drink? And when we have had our full, do we rise up and revel in our liberty to do whatever we see as good in our own eyes? Yes, a dawn will break through the darkness of COVID-19. And there are other viruses which roam the land, viruses which no mask can provide protection and no vaccine can eradicate. This virus is the result of the stupidity, which is causing an ecological degradation disproportionately proportionally impacting communities of color. Another virus is the result of a racism which seeks a race war that reestablishes a social order where only white lives matter. Still another virus is the result of an apathy, believing the lie that one's vote does not count, and by staying away from the polls, to the delight of the few, becomes complicit with a political regime bent on disenfranchising those who seek to live without fear. Maybe we will still have breath in our lungs after the virus no longer lingers in the air. Maybe we will live to tell the story of 2020. Maybe our very life will be preserved. But at what cost? For what does it profit to gain the whole world, but have lost our soul in the process? The coronavirus is the ultimate test of our faith for this generation. Do we lose our soul because we relied on golden idols rather than committing to love-based praxis taken while being surrounded by death and hopelessness? If Socrates was right that the unexamined life is not worth living, then we can add that the unexamined faith is not worth professing. What is the meaning and purpose of our faith when its fragility is threatened by an invisible microscopic virus. Faith is not something we possess. Faith is something we do. Faith is not a noun. It is a verb. We do faith not because we expect some future reward of dwelling in some heavenly abode, nor do we do faith because we believe that it all will work out and we will somehow be victorious. There may be no heaven and the nothingness of death may very well be the ultimate price paid for our faithfulness. Faith is not a self-centered praxis. Faith is what defines our very humanity in an inhuman world. Faith is best expressed during the hopelessness of disbelief, refusing to build and bow before golden idols, which soothes the conscious and calms the mind. With Miguel de Uno Muno, let us recite the atheist prayer to the God who refuses to come down the mountain by crying out, Lord, give me faith in my disbelief. As some of you might know, I'm a Southern Baptist. And if you know anything about Southern Baptists, we never end a sermon without an offering, um, an altar call, a come-to-Jesus moment, an opportunity to move from simply hearing the Word to actually doing the Word. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to walk down the sawdust aisle and, and believe in Jesus as if belief in some white Jesus can save anyone. Francis of Assisi is credited with saying, I will preach the gospel at every opportunity I have. And when all else fails, I will open my mouth. The altar call that I am giving today is not restricted to accepting some philosophical concept. Not at all. The altar call I am giving is to refuse bending your knees to the golden theology molded to mask the oppression of those who did not have a hand in melting the gold to create the gods in their own image. The altar call I am giving is to proclaim to the world the faith you are doing as demonstrated by the fruit which is defined, which defines the tree which which you are. The altar call today is an opportunity to demonstrate the hopeless hope of the resurrection to a new life by what you do not what you believe. Therefore, go forth and be the hope to others that you seek for yourself. Ache.